Hey, what's up, golfers and grass geeks? Welcome to episode Larry Bird of From the Jingweeds. That's episode 33 for you listening at home. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening to us. Uh, we're going to go out today as a onesome. Dan is not around. Uh, he's got a lot of shit going on for the holidays. He's got much more little bambinos to go shopping for. I mean, make out Santa lists for, for all you believers and non-believers alike. He's got a lot more going on than me, so... I'm going to try and give this thing a whirl solo. We'll see how it goes. Not sure how it's going to go. It's probably pretty tough not having a partner here to bounce a few ideas off. But there's enough partners shoved in my head, if anybody knows me, that I'll come up with something and probably talk, start talking to myself. And uh, we'll lean on you. I might ask a couple questions. Maybe you guys can reach out and answer them. Shout to me at Twitter. Shout to us at uh, Instagram. Maybe an email. Uh, any questions, thoughts. What's going on, you guys that are out west, up north, uh, shutting down for the season uh, while you're listening to us in the shop, probably refurbishing, how am we doing by myself, furbishing, furbishing some machines, maybe some uh, giving everything a touch-up paint job, uh, maybe just out there shoveling snow with the earpods in and uh, listening to us. Got any questions or thoughts, or you're missing the days of cutting some grass, or you're loving the days, finally getting a break. Not running around there. Maybe get the golfers out of your hair for a little while. You guys are by yourselves. Uh, the basic, I'm sure, stone crew that's maybe the super, maybe the assistant. Uh, let us know uh, what's going on out there. So uh, first off, uh, I'm uh, not really into these dedication type things, but this one episode, coincidentally, it was his favorite athlete, favorite player, favorite Celtic, Larry Bird. Uh, this episode is kind of dedicated to my brother, Chris. Uh, he passed away seven years ago this week uh, from cancer. And uh, that's why we say at the end of our episode, stay pissed. It's a shout to him. It's a shout to all of you battling with it. Uh, anybody that's known anybody that's battled with it, I'm sure it's touched pretty much every single one of you that's listening. Uh, cancer fucking sucks. It will get you at some point. Uh, I'm a believer of that. Uh, try and take care of yourself. Try to do the right things. But if you live long enough, you're probably going to get it. Um, and it's horrible. It's horrible that they can't treat some of them. Uh, some people get it banging out real quick and it's good to go. And it's great that they survive. But it takes a lot of lives. And it took my brother seven years ago this week. Um, so miss you. Love you. Look at me now. Fucking podcaster. That would have been great having him on here. For you guys that knew him, uh, he's a fucking animal and funny bastard. It would have been funny to hear him tell some golf stories or just to shoot the shit about sports. He knew more stupid shit about sports than anybody I know. It's probably why I know stupid shit about sports is uh, listening to him and Seeing that passion as he grew up watching them and studying the players and actually and knowing more about the other teams than he probably knew about his own just because it was kind of in him or in us because I do the same thing. I kind of pride myself knowing more about the Cardinals out here than Cardinals fans. Uh, the wife gets it from me all the time. I probably know more about the Eagles than she does. Um, and it's so I can talk shit. That's really what it boils down to, is it's an interesting thing to know all these things, fun to follow, but more or less, it's better to have all the ammo when you're going and 
barking at your buddies at the bar, drinking beers with the wife and talking shit about how bad Carson Wentz stinks. And I've been saying it for probably since he went down and Nikki Foles won the Super Bowl for him. I said, that's it. Carson Wentz is done. He's garbage. Uh, so good luck to the Eagles paying him what he's going to get paid for the next, what, three or four years. His contract hasn't even started kicking yet that he signed 128 or $68 million or some bullshit for a backup. And that's going to eat their cap space for the next two years. So they can't even get rid of him. They dump him now. They owe 30-something million dollars on the cap. That's a good find. Uh, good luck with that. But anyways, back to my brother, Christopher. Uh, love you miss you. It would have been awesome to have you here. Um, stinks every day. I think about you every day. And uh, would love to get that round of golf in there with you one more time. So... You guys got a family member or brother that maybe you had a couple problems with or whatever it is, call them. They're the only ones you got. Talk to them. Rehash whatever you bullshit you might be might be going on between you guys. If there is, hopefully there's not. But if you got it, uh promise you because when they're gone, it stinks. Um, you only get one chance, one ride with them. So make it the best. And as we're... Uh, Talking about this, the uh, first game of the NF, uh, the NBA is on tonight, and the Celtics are taking on Giannis, and uh, they're up right now, closing minutes of the game. I'm sure I'll probably talk about that, but man, Giannis is fucking good. He's real good. Uh, so, anyways, we'll move on from that. Played some golf today. Um, Craig from down at Lone Tree, down in... Uh, Queek area of Arizona. He came up to my place and we got out there and played around. It was good. Um, he's kind of in the same situation from what I know. He's uh, 328 greens, a uh, single owner kind of facility like mine. And he was just out there. It's fun to pick his brain or have him pick mine about what it's like going from, because we both worked at Desert Highlands for many years as assistants. We never worked together. But uh, it feels like the last couple of years, there's been a run of us that have gone through there that um, have stayed fairly closer in contact with each other. Just, I don't know, it feels like you know each other even though you don't just because of the way you lived for, you know, how many every years it was. Uh, there's a couple of them that I never even worked with, but just the simple fact that, you know, I run into them now and you hear and you find out that they once worked there or worked with my old boss uh, there's just a connection there that it's easy to, you know, kick off conversations or talk about certain members or, you know, talk about the troubles you had on whatever hole it was. So those are always fun to, you know, drive around the golf cart and just pretty much laugh and make fun of, you know, the times each year you had at a certain facility that brings back good memories. But he was out today, uh, Greg was out playing some golf. Uh, we had a nice little frost delay. This is like day nine in a row maybe of frost delays uh this weather is kind of sunk in here pretty good and it's sticking around and it looks like it's going to stick around for quite some time checked out the seven day forecast today and it looks like you know low 40s uh, into the 30s for nighttime lows and anytime uh, i use accuweather as my app and anytime i see that thing at 43 or below we got frost um so you know, the forecast is showing that, and we also, you know, this year is an El Nino year. Oh, sorry, a La Nina year, and that's the weather patterns with, you know, the winds and the 
creating warmer waters or cooler waters between El Nino and La Nina. And La Nina brings in a cold, dry winter for us in the Southwest, and they nailed it. It is cold and it is dry. Uh, so we're going to see some frost for probably the next, I'm guessing, five days that I saw out of the seven. I'm guaranteeing we got frost. But anyway, we had a uh, slight little frost delay. We were able to get out there at, um, I think it was 8.40 we teed off. And uh, we buzzed around there. Uh, I played well. Shot 77. That's a very good day for me. Shocking that I had like seven layers on and I still pulled it off. So that might be my new thing. I'm just going to wear like two Under Armour, you know, base layers with a long sleeve golf shirt and a big giant hooded sweatshirt. And uh, that's how I'm going to have to play for the rest of my time. If I'm going to shoot 77, it'll be fucking June time. And I'm going to have to layer up there just to keep myself, keep myself tight, tight, swing, you know, smooth. And uh, played pretty well, putted well. Uh, my greens are, I'll, uh, shout out to my crew, man. You guys are doing a good job on those things. Uh, they are pretty damn good for overseeded 328 greens right now. I got a mowing at 130. Uh, for you grass nerds, you guys know what that means. That's kind of long. Or you think it's long, it sounds long. They're definitely not long. They're quick, they're smooth, they roll true, they're firm. Uh, those little light top dressings that I do on them all the time uh, may piss off a golfer for a day, but I think the result that is going on right now is a true testament of what we've been doing at that place. You know, banging the holes, using the rollers, uh, using groomers, keeping those leaf blades thin. You know, through the summertime, keeping the thatch way down by verticutting all summer long. And then uh, keeping that top dressing program up is uh, creating that firmness. So, uh, yeah, they're pretty damn good. Uh, everything else I thought was okay. I was pretty happy with it. I had uh, run some urea and some iron out there for some color last week. And uh, it's still holding on pretty well. Uh, one of my holes, number seven, that we've had some trouble with. Uh, with the real warm, um, you know, September and into October with the overseas shit, even almost into November. Um, you know, we had real warm weather, so the Bermuda grass was kicking ass, growing like crazy. So now that we got frost and it all went dormant, it's showing through pretty well. And number seven, I, um, I sprayed that thing real, real slow at my rigs and put out a higher rate. And uh, it's really helped that. I mean... The iron in the tank will still darken up that dormant Bermuda. It'll at least give it a little bit of a darker, almost like a blackish color. But, I mean, that's kind of what we say is it looks black. Well, it's not really black. It's just real, real dark stain to that dormant leaf blade. And it helps mask it. You know, I got grass everywhere. It's not dirt. I've heard people say, oh, look at that. It's yellow and it's dead. No, it's not dead. It's just the Bermuda grass. It plays fine. It looks weird. Believe me, I see it. Uh, but I just played it today, and it plays perfectly fine. The dormant Bermuda grass in the fairways. The balls still sit nice up on that nice, and it's easy to still get through. You know, as far as the fairways, they're firm. Uh, there was enough moisture in them. You know, you could still swing through. Again, it's top dressing that I've been doing all the past three or four years. Um, and the fairways are softening those things up. I'm noticing that I'm, be, I'm able to kind of get my club through that thing a little bit easier. 
I can guarantee you that my clientele at my place is definitely liking that because they're older folks, brittle bones, weak bodies, on uh, being able to kind of cut through that and not have the club bounce off the ground like it used to. Um, that's uh, that's a good tell sign that the top dressing program is, you know, doing its thing. Uh, what else did I see out there today? Not much. A uh, couple of wet spots here and there. Still, I'll still battle the irrigation system out there. A lot of our heads need to be leveled. Um, that's going to be a problem coming up with the top dressing program. You know, I figure I put a quarter inch, so I've definitely put another inch on top of it, on top of the fairways in the last couple of years. So that's one inch more that those sprinkler heads are getting lower and lower. So the ones that were real bad are before I started this shit. They're super bad and uh, just don't have the crew, again, of the bodies to be able to do it. You know, we're too busy doing other things. We have enough guys right now to uh, pretty much mow the grass and make sure it's cleaned up and, you know, blown off. At least my playing areas are, you know, have turf on them and just getting to leveling sprinkler heads. It's just not what we do. You know, we don't have the bodies to do it. You know, if we have extra bodies and we need to be doing things, we're trying to trim plants, you know, and stay out of play. It's getting busy or it is busy. Um, and hopefully after the new year, we get some more travelers coming down here. Uh, Arizona's fucking wide open. Um, if any, you know, from what I'm hearing, other places are looking like, uh, I would consider Arizona wide open. Uh, you can get on the freeways out here and drive about one mile and... You have no idea that, you know, people are allegedly out of work or out of school. I mean, I don't know where they're going or what they're doing for all the people they're talking about that aren't working. Um, but they're out and about. You go into a fucking Costco and Jesus Christ, um, I don't know how that works. You know, you hear that New York City's closed down. You know, as far as their restaurants, people can't even make a fucking dime. But you can go into Walmart and stand ass to nose to... 2,000 people. Uh, remember when they used to, you know, kind of count you in and count you out? You know, so they a certain capacity number at all these places. That's done. Um, Costco is out of control. I went last week. I swung in there for a second. Yeah, you know, 90% of the people are wearing masks. But if the masks were going to stop this, they would have stopped it. Um, I think it's just the gatherings in general. So... To the people that own these restaurants and people trying to make a fucking living on their own, um, it's time to open these things back up and at least give them a chance. You know, if people want to go out to them and go eat at them, that's their choice. If you don't want to go, you don't have to go. It's very, very, very simple. Uh, my wife, she works at a restaurant out here. She serves and bartends two nights a week. And she said it's been packed. Packed busy. So... Why out here can we have it open in, you know, California or New York City? They can't have it open. Uh, we at least, you know, eating outside here in the Scottsdale area, Phoenix area, is much easier than eating outside in fucking Manhattan when you get hit with whatever they got, six, seven inches of snow. And there were other places that just got absolutely buried last week in that snowstorm. A uh, buddy of mine... Uh, big Hoss, Chris Gavi up there in Vermont, sent me a picture, 49 inches of snow in 15 hours. That's 
fucking wild. So there's no outdoor dining there. You know, you're not going to go fucking sit out that out there in that. So, and I'm not even sure if they open it up, you know, they're able to go inside and eat. But give these people a fucking opportunity to make a dime. It's bullshit. Um, and anybody that uh, listens to Barstool, you guys know that we're Barstool fans. Uh, you know, big props to those guys for doing what they're doing to try and help out their restaurants. Uh, if you don't know what I'm doing, you want to give back, uh, you can, you know, Check out Barstool Sports. They have a fund going to save some of these restaurants. Um, and they're collecting money. They're selling merchandise to uh, keep some of these restaurants, you know, alive while this is going on. And a lot of them are just trying to feed people that are in need. So a lot of this money that these restaurants are grabbing a hold of from these donations, they're actually helping feed people and keep their employees employed. They're not pocketing all the money and running down the hill. Um, there's a lot of research going into it and, you know, very carefully they're spending their money in their right places. So whatever you can do, if you don't want to go out, you know, I say eat, you know, order pies to the house, you know, grab whatever it is, bring it home. You know, just trying to support these local people if you have the opportunity to, because if I was out on the street on the, or out of a job, if they shut down golf here, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing. You know, so I'm very grateful that my job is still available and very grateful that, you know, golf was considered very essential through all of this bullshit. Um, so I try to give back as much as I possibly can. And, you know, I haven't been out to a restaurant. I think I've been out to a restaurant three or four times since this whole thing uh, has been going on. But we've eaten out plenty, uh, plenty of times, you know, it once guaranteed once a week, twice a week. Uh, just trying to give some money back and help support these local businesses. So if you can, do it. If you can't, whatever. Do the best you can. Thanks, everybody who is. So uh, back to the golf course. Um, had a little bit of vandalism out here. I threw a couple pictures up on Instagram. Uh, we had, let's see, last Saturday, I'll tell as much of the story as I remember, a week ago, Saturday, was my weekend to work. I was out spraying greens. I wheel up to number 11 green. Jump off to go move the flagstick. And uh, notice there's a divot taken out of the green over near the bunker. So I kind of walk around. I looked at it and I thought, you know, this looks real weird. Um, it looks like, it looks too fresh. So I start poking around and whatever and I find the, the actual divot, you know, the turf. And it's uh, laying right next to the bunker. And I'm like, man, I pick it up and I look at it and I'm like, Jesus, this is, you know, there's no wilt on any of the turf. I'm looking at it, feeling it. It's, this is definitely fresh. And uh, my guys had already gone through there, you know, the bunker acre, the uh, cup cutter, the greens mower. And where it was taken out, uh, you know, the greens mower probably should have seen it. Um... Cup cutter definitely should have seen it. The other guy probably went nowhere near it. The bunker rake probably nowhere near it. So you two, you should have seen it. Uh, but I'm not expecting that out of you, I guess. That's a little too much. So I grab it and spray the green. Figure I'm going to mend it as much as I can with my tool. And uh, so I get it pretty well mended up and I spray the green. And as I'm putting the flagstick back, I notice his footprints out there in the uh, rough behind the green. And I'm thinking to myself again, my guys don't get off to get anything. There's no big branches over here. I would have seen that in the dew. 
And so anyways, I walk around and I kind of follow these footprints and then I find two divots in the rough and they're fresh. So this is weird to me and I kind of get weirded or geeked out about this kind of stuff like investigating. So I'm really following these footprints and I follow them around, follow them around. And I, it leads me back to the car path and then it's gone. So bouncing around in my head for a while, kind of talk to, uh, send the picture off to Martin and he looks at it, hey, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know, but the next morning I swing through and I tell him the whole story. Well, anyways, this Saturday, apparently there was another one taken out of uh, 11 Green. This all happens on number 11 Green. So another divot taken out and I was off, but uh, Javier was working. And Sunday he sends me a photo and it's a photo of five monstrous divots and damn near holes. Like the somebody took a wedge and beat it straight into the turf on the green, right dead in the middle of the green. He's like, hey, you know, I fixed these. I moved them off to the side, but I'm just letting you know. So I'm on the hunt. Um, to whoever did it, I say, fuck you. To whoever did it, I hope I don't catch you. Um, or you better hope I don't catch you. Um, we are kind of, we have a plan intact to kind of sniff around. In case you're listening, you better fucking watch out because I'm on to you. I think you live around there. I think you're close by. Um, I don't know why you would damage what you got going on right next door. If you're a little kid, um, I'm not going to do anything obviously to you, but I'm going to make sure something is done. Uh, whether it's community service, and it ain't going to be fucking community service over at the goddamn library, you know, sweeping floors or picking up Snickers bar wrappers. You're going to dig a fucking hole at my golf course. I'm going to dig, you're going to dig drains. That's what you're going to do. I'm going to put your ass to work and I will not be satisfied if I do find out who did this and they're not punished. Um, I told Martin, I said, hey, if we catch this person or whatever happens, um, cause I believe some of it may have happened. Like when I was there, it happened that morning. Um, it obviously happened on Saturday afternoon this past weekend with the big chunks taken out. They left all the golf balls were in the approach. I think Javier told me there were three or four of them left there. Um, somebody came in, did it quick and got out. My guess is after golf, because I would hope a golfer would at least the clientele that I'm typically used to out where I am. A lot of locals, so I would have figured that maybe somebody would have wheeled in there and been like, hey man, you know, the group in front of us uh, destroyed the green on number 11, uh, and then maybe we could have had a clue of who that was, but, you know, there was no report throughout the day of that it happened, so I'm going to catch you, and I'm going to fucking make sure something happens, whether it's fines, you pay for something, uh, you dig trenches, uh... Beyond that, I'm not going to tell you what else on this podcast because I don't want to put myself in trouble. But I believe in tit for tat. Um, you get yours if you get mine. So you know what I mean. Everybody does, so I'll keep everybody updated. Uh, hopefully, I never tell you anything because nothing ever happened again. And it was a one-time moment. Uh, someone got a little crazy, thought it was funny, uh, and decided to do something. But... Again, to you, fuck you.
fuck you. And for you guys that have this problem, probably more often than my one time this happened, this is probably the reason why it really is pissing me off so much because nothing ever happens out there. We don't have to take in flag sticks. We are in the middle of a neighborhood wide open. You just step over post and rail fence and you're on the golf course. Um, you know, we never have to do anything. We never have to bring anything at night uh, to, you know, worrying that people are going to steal the flag, steal the flag stick. You know, every so often we get um, tea markers get stolen, but that's because they got our logo on them. Uh, so people want a souvenir. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do with a six inch ball with a Desert Canyon logo on it. Um, but I hope your jacket is hanging off it or maybe the towel in your bathroom gets to hang off of it as you blast a spike through your fucking drywall. Because that looks good. But uh, I'm glad that we don't have to do anything like that, like take anything in. So hopefully this is a one-time deal. Uh, but that's probably why it pisses me off even more is because I have no control over it. That's the issue is I don't have control and I can't find you. I didn't see you. And it's got me going a little fucking crazy. So if you got kids out there, tell them not to go and do this shit. Don't do it to your neighbor's house. I mean, we all did it. We laughed today when I was telling Craig about this whole thing and it's pissed me off. And we just started laughing about the things we did as kids. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but I made the joke is, you know, if I find out who it was and it was a child and I can't get anything done and they're too busy picking up fucking Snickers bar wrappers at the library or, you know, poking around doing whatever community service they put this person through. I'll just look at their dad and say, Hey, if uh, your house gets egged, it wasn't me. And that kind of sparked the conversation of, you know, egg in houses, mailbox, baseball, all the shit that would, that drives me nuts. I can't believe I did it as a kid. Um, now that I look back, it would piss me off so much if someone went buzzing by my house and blasted my mailbox off the fucking stand. Um, I understand that was fun when it happened, but, um, yeah, I would be real pissed or my house get egged or maybe some bologna on your fucking car in the cold nights where the bologna actually eats the paint off your car. What? I never did that. Um, but anyways, we're going to catch them and we'll see what, uh, what happens with them, but hopefully nothing ever does because they never even get caught because they never did anything else. So, but, uh, what else we got going on? Uh, so last week I, you know, we got the dormant Bermudas showing through everywhere and I, uh, decided, you know, I sprayed some urea, sprayed some iron and lowered the heights last week, brought the, uh, fairway mowers back up, trying to get that ryegrass to kind of grow up over that. Then we'll leave it up there. Uh, you know, hopefully it masks it a little bit more and we'll leave those heights up there until we get some warmer temperatures, which at this point I'm guessing is probably mid-February mid before we start warming up enough to maybe start showing a little bit of greening color on some of that exposed Bermuda grass. But uh, by then I'll have probably have heights going back down anyways just to make sure that I expose that light down to there and it does start to green up on its own. And... Uh, but the green's good. Teas are good. Uh, teas are definitely beat up. I got some small island teas, and while we were out there playing today, I got a, our signature hole is number 16. I think it's 80-something feet downhill, 140 yards from the tips. But it goes 80 feet straight downhill, and the, uh, the tea box is about the size of a laptop, for Christ's sakes. You know, I barely can stand on the thing. Um, I sp When I spray it, I have to use... You know, when I'm fertilizing, I have to pull the hose off and I spray it with that little handgun 
because you can't get the rig up there. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's ridiculous. Something needs to be done there. Um, I Obviously, I move the T-markers around as much as I can, or I haven't yet, but they need to move. Um, it just doesn't, you know, this time of year, especially with it being so goddamn cold, I can't get any regrowth back off the divots that I filled. So we're going to have to do something, uh, probably should get the, all of them down to the ladies' tee for a week. It's like a, I don't know, 97-yard chip shot downhill. Uh, but we're going to have to get the markers up there to rest those tee boxes. But, uh, so yeah, that, you know, I don't know, maybe a break right there. All right, Jesus Christ, this is fucking difficult. Uh, what else is going on? Yeah, so uh, lowered the heights on that. Uh, leaving the T's where they're at, they're, I think, half inch right. Yeah, they're half inch right now. Um, no reason to go any lower. You know, people on the par threes, I actually liked it because I use, you know, I don't use a T at my place anyways uh, on the par threes, kind of let it rest up on the grass. But the clientele kind of dictates what I'm doing there. Um because, you know, they like it long every, you know, on the approaches. It's the same mower that I use for the approaches. I can't really go that low there. And uh, so that's why the heights are kind of, I guess, up in most people's eyes. But it's good, healthy turf. So the fuck, right? Leave it there. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, we got, uh, so I hired a, I should probably not even go into this. We'll cut that out. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty much, you know, what else we did? We did uh, back to golf. Uh, we played, uh, we're kind of keeping this winter hack attack skins going, game, game going. It's typically eight of us. Uh, that's, a, you know, the small group that we can get out there. And uh, we went and buzzed around Tatum Ranch the other day. Thank you, Ryan, the superintendent out there, for having us. There was eight of us out there and uh, pretty good golf being played. I, uh, I'm definitely the higher handicap out of the group that was out there the other day. Um, we had, let's see, myself, Maddie Rush, Casey, and uh, Ryan, the superintendent there. Maddie Rush we've had on before. You guys have heard Casey on here before. And then in the other group, we had Ed from Wickedburg Ranch, Trevor from Ocotillo, um, sorry, Ocotillo, what an asshole, not even close. From Quintero, anybody that comes out here and wants to go for a little ride, you want to play two golf courses that are pretty badass. Wickenburg Ranch and Quintero. Uh, they're outside of this valley, uh, probably about an hour outside, roughly, give or take. You know, but um, really badass golf courses. And uh, both of those play, both those two played pretty well. And we had Paul again from uh, Talking Stick. You know, we played there last week. I talked about that. He was out again. And then we also had Chad from Wigwam. Wigwam's a golf course. It's on the southwest corner of the valley. It's a uh, resort, three, 27 hole facility. Uh, so a lot of golf to be played over there. I haven't played there in years. I know we're trying to get a game going over there at some point. I'm going to try and have one at my place. Uh, Craig reached out today while we were playing and said he wants to host at Lone Tree. Um, he, his owner loves the idea of getting a group of eight superintendents that can go out there with you know that 16 more eyeballs out there checking out the place can maybe help you know out with ideas running around maybe see some things that you know craig isn't seeing or maybe 
help them on our way of doing something, you know, financially feasible for their facility. Uh, so we're going to get that going and uh, we're going to keep this thing going. We had a fun time out there. Um, there was a lot of skins, you know, being small group. Uh, I think there were 10 skins out there that held. Uh, so it's much better to have a skins game with a decent amount of guys so you can cover up skins. Uh, but still, it was fun anyways. We went and had a beer after. Uh, again, shot the shit, threw around some ideas, and we talked about playing some more golf. So we're going to keep that thing going. If anybody out there that's listening wants, uh, maybe can have seven, eight guys out there, you know, two groups one day. Uh, maybe it's first thing out, or maybe, like, uh, I'm going to try and do it my place. I'm going to try and hold it right before twilight. We have, don't seem to ever sell that last tea time or two tea times before twilight. So um, maybe jump in there, but I've said it before. Screw it. We all deserve it. We bust our ass every day for these golf courses. Um, I think it's a nice perk. We do it because we, you know, we most of us got into it anyways by playing golf and wanting to play golf. Um, and let's get out there and play. So you guys deserve to get out there and play a golf course. You work way too hard to not go out there and enjoy it. Um, and if you can, try and get out at somebody else's place. It uh, helps you open your eyes and be better at your job because you're definitely going to pick up a few ideas. Maybe if you don't, you know, you might see something. Nope, I'm never doing that. You know, I've definitely seen that out there. Or, no, nah, that looks really good at this golf course with this layout. But I just, I can't see myself doing that at my place. You know, whatever it is. But keeps the brain going, keeps it fresh. Uh, it's a nice thing to do and you get to get out. And you might win a couple bucks, but you get to break balls on your friends. And that's... uh. That's the uh, best part about it. And we are at, in this Celtics game, Milwaukee is down two with Giannis running to the line with .4 seconds left. Celts up by two. First game of the season. This is Kia's tip-off 2020, and he hits the first one. We're in the TD Garden. No fans. Everybody's all masked up. They look cute in their team team masks. Giannis down one, 0.4 seconds, and he missed it. He fucking missed it. MVP, Brick City, Shaolin. There you go. Good win, boys. Nice brick. I, he, almost, he almost didn't even reach the rim. He skimmed the rim. Are you gonzo? Oh. You better hope LeBron doesn't hit one foul shot tonight because that'll seal the deal for the MVP in this fucking league. Oh, nice. Didn't even notice they got little Tommy Heinsohn, little Tommy black straps. Oh, and they got the... Jesus. All right, I'm in. The Celts lowered the banner so everybody can see how many championships they won. Even without the crowd, they lowered those suckers down. I know what they're doing. They're putting a fucking back drop behind the rim so it doesn't look so open and empty. I get it. I know what they're doing, but it is nice to shove it right up the hoop of everybody watching to know that there's 17 rings hanging in the rafters of that place. But, uh, yeah, nice shot, Giannis. That was cute. But, anyways, this this game one. I bet I don't watch again until probably game 65 or how many ever they're playing. 56. Hockey season's going to get going soon, January 13th. They're going to drop the puck on that. That's going to be nice. And uh, they're doing, what is it, eight 
eight teams in each division, uh, four divisions, uh, just to get some hockey going. That's going to be a good 56-game um, season. It'll be nice to play. see each team's going to play each team in the division eight times, and the top four teams from that go on to the next round playoffs. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully by then we get a little vaccine going and we can get the uh, um, fans back in the stadium. I, you know, I'm not sure totally what they're going to be doing there, but I know one of the bubbles is out here in Phoenix. Uh, too bad the Bruins aren't going to be out here, but that's fine. Uh, get out there. and you know, I'd go to a hockey game if they limited capacity. They go full balls before this uh, vaccine gets going, full steam. I'm definitely probably going to stay away, but uh, they get this thing going full steam. When they go halvesies on the rink, uh, I'd probably go out there and check it out. Uh, but anyways, uh, everybody, I might jump back on this and record a little bit more. But in case I don't, thanks, guys. Andy, Dan, thank you, boys. Uh, had to do this one by myself, keep the content going, and give it a, a little run by myself just in case it comes up and i got to sit here and yap about it and carry a conversation lonesome style. I think it went okay. Thank you everybody for listening. You guys got any ideas, whatever thoughts, uh, get back onto us with Twitter, Instagram, uh, emails, uh, follow us there. We're going to try and start really pushing some content out there. I want to get better at it. Uh, I hope I don't, um, you know, talk about it and don't perform for you, but Maybe if I keep saying it a hundred times in my own head, I'll be doing it. I can't stand doing social media. Um, I don't quite get it, but I think we can somehow figure out a way to do it where we enjoy it. Maybe some short video clips, uh, more audio on there, uh, more video of just us working at the golf course, just to keep ourselves relevant. Uh, hopefully I can catch some funny shit on that thing too, because uh, def- I'm always up for a laugh um, anytime. You can laugh at somebody else's expense. Uh, that's, uh, that's a party for me. And sign me up for a ticket because I'll do it every goddamn time. Uh, laughter is king. Uh, if you can't laugh at yourself or any of your friends or your family, uh, I don't know. Loosen up. Loosen up a little bit. But anyways, thanks, everybody. Uh, we're going to get back to you next week. As I say always, later. Stay pissed, everybody. As Dan says, we love you, Mom and Dad. Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Turf uh, Park. Let me start that over. Hey, everybody. Before we get things going, I just want to give a shout to Par West Turf Services for helping us out and sponsoring the show. It's a place where you can go and get all your golf course accessories, get all your safety equipment. Uh, You can also get tools. You can get some parts. You can get fucking motors if you want them. You can get a lot of things there. Um, Go to their website um, and also download their app to make ordering real easy. Uh, You don't have to call your sales rep. You don't have to call into PowerWest. You download the app and you can just type right into it and send it, set up a little account. Type right in, you hit send, and it's billed right to you. Or you can go to the website. Website's real easy. You can bounce around on that thing. You can just click on pictures as soon as you click on the picture that you like. And then that brings it, puts it right in the cart for you. And then you can go and decide, you know, the how many you want, the size you want. You know, dial in the specifics of it. 
But before you leave and before you hit the checkout, if you got more than $250 in that cart, make sure you get down there in the promo section, enter Jingweeds into it, and you're going to get some free shipping on all of that. So head there, Power West Turf Services, get all your golf course needs, your equipment, everything. Down, uh, make sure you enter the Jingweeds in the promo code area, and you're going to get free shipping off of $250 or more. Thank you once again from the Jingweeds. Later.